Give Tia Jaffe a call today, 307-214-8369, NMLS number 636-438. Visit her online at yoloans.com. Sheridan High School students present Disney's The Little Mermaid. Ariel, King Triton's youngest daughter, wishes to pursue the human Prince Eric in the world above, bargaining with the evil sea witch Ursula to trade her tail for legs. But the bargain isn't what it seems, and Ariel needs the help of her colorful friends, Flounder the Fish, Scuttle the Seagull, and Sebastian the Crab to restore order under the sea. Performances will be February 25th and 26th at 7.15 p.m. March 4th at 7.15 with a Saturday, yes, Saturday matinee on March 5th at 2.15 p.m. in the Sue Henry Theater for the Performing Arts at Sheridan High School. Tickets will be on sale starting February 14th. Contact the Wire Theater box office at 307-672-9084 or at www.wyotheater.com. Tickets are $11 in advance and $11 at the door. This price does not include a ticketing fee. Special thanks to our sponsors and supporters, Shaden Media and the Wire Theater. Disney's The Little Mermaid is fun for the whole family. Come under the sea at Sheridan High School. When it's time to restock your office supplies, let the Sheridan Commercial Company help. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Office Supply Department. We have a selection of office supplies in the store for your needs today. But a huge selection of office supplies is in our new office supply website, SheridanCommercial.com. We have thousands of office supplies that you can order online and have delivered to your office or to our store. If it's time to restock and review the office supplies, stop on by the Sheridan Commercial Company or go online at SheridanCommercial.com. Changes are a part of life, and with those changes come new and exciting things. Novus Autoglass in downtown Sheridan is changing. In ownership, that is. This is Jim Wolf. Cindy and I are the new owners of Novus Autoglass. I guarantee you one thing that won't be changing is our service, quality, and workmanship. Novus Autoglass now under new ownership at 347 North Main Street in Sheridan. Freeze your bass off. It's Wyoming, and it's what we do this time of year. Hi, this is Mandy Coltisco with Century 21 BHJ, inviting you to send in your photos showing you freezing your bass off. Fishing, that is. Upload your photos on the Freeze Your Bass Off contest on sharedmedia.com now through February 24th. You can enter one time each day. Voting starts February 25th, and the winner gets $300 in chamber bucks. Good luck, and may the best bass win. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I am Floyd Whiting and I'm here with my friends Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson. We are your open line guys. Give us a call. 674-4443 or 672-5763. We're going to head right into the poll question. It is one that uh, has been on a lot of people's minds. I even talked to the commissioners about it yesterday. Um, water's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that we kind of thought of, well, we were supposed to be getting ready for skijoring this weekend. Right, right. Uh, which uh, is not going to happen. And so the question was, how concerned are you about the current snow conditions in our area? 
And uh, the top vote with 45% is very concerned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is followed by concerned at 24%. So if you combine those two together, the vast majority of people are at least somewhat concerned about it. Uh, that is followed by not concerned with 18% and then somewhat concerned at 13%. So I am not a meteorologist, and neither is Steve. And last time I checked, Trevor, Trevor's more into I'm sports. a water dowser. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. He has one of those magic sticks. There are still people who who believe that that stuff works very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still people who use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can still go out and buy those things. But I decided to go ahead and do my best for you. So I went ahead and looked around. Uh, I, I checked out a bunch of uh, reliable sites. And the average snowfall in Sheridan County for February is three inches. Okay. The average snowfall for March is five. Mm -hmm. So everywhere I looked, it told me that we haven't even hit the month where we get the majority of our snow. I think our wettest months are in the spring with snow. It it blows my mind. I wouldn't have thought that. Well, you get those big, heavy, wet snowstorms in the spring sometimes. Yeah, and they will dump a lot of content. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm more concerned about you know, if we can get the snowpack built up in the mountains, that means reservoirs fill. That means reservoirs fill, mm-hmm. which is good for ranchers. Um, you know, and then isn't it funny? I think Floyd, you and I had talked about this maybe in the last couple of weeks. The things we take for granted. Yeah. When we're in our in our homes, we turn the faucet on, water comes out. Mm-hmm. We flip the light switch, electricity comes on. Water is. Probably number one, don't you think? I would. Uh, now, I really would. Because one, number one all time because water is something that every living thing needs to live. Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to get any farming done. Nothing. You're not going to have any stock that's that's worth or, their weight. And people. And people. Right. Uh, water is number one. When you think about a civilization actually becoming civilized, one of the first things is water. And it takes a surprisingly large amount of it, too. Oh, yeah. I think wars have been fought over water. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely yeah. they have. Absolutely. Definitely. And uh, so, I mean, this is an extremely important matter. And, you know, it, it's... I mean, do we go? Do you go on faith and say, look, it's going to be okay? We're going to get a wet spring. We're going to get the rains. We're going to, you know, that's what you, I guess that's where hope and faith come in. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, last winter... We didn't have much snow either on the in the lower elevations. Mm-hmm. We didn't have much of a winter, and we haven't had much this year at all. Well, you know, you think about the size of our reservoirs, and you wonder at what level do those reservoirs get when the people in charge of these things start to get worried? Because we've all seen these reservoirs pretty low. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, you sure. go up there, you know, end of August, sometime around there, and you're and like, wow, that water's down. But they're not empty. You know, they're not completely gone. But it's it's the idea of the long game, 10, 15 mm-hmm. years. If we don't get that replenishment, then we're, we're up the creek. Well, that's the place. Right. I mean, that's the place we live, though. We, we, we rely on snowpack in our yeah. part of the world. Yep. And to fill our reservoirs because we have the mountains here. Yep. And, and you know, what really blows my mind uh, – Growing up in Wyoming, I, I really took clean water for granted. You know, I really did. Being able to go to one of these streams, going to our creeks, and actually being able to see the rocks. <laughs> right, yeah. Or being able to get drink a, out get of them. Get a yeah. drink of water right out of the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. I took it for total granted until 
I joined the service, and the service decided yeah. to send me to other parts of the nation and other parts of the world. And all of a sudden, everything just seems so dirty. Every, you know, it, <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry. But look, the Mississippi is not a clean river. It, it, it gets tributaries from all over this nation. Mm-hmm. And in those tributaries is everybody's garbage, is everybody's filth, is everything that it's picked up on the way down. And you go down to New Orleans... And take a look at that river during flood season. It you can't. I mean, it's just like watching mud roll by. You know, when yeah. I was a kid, we can you can ask, talk to Bob Grammons about this. I grew up as a little kid on well water. Yeah, with the sulfur yep. smell. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, yeah. and you know, you didn't drink it. It was okay to shower, and this is before you could buy like commercial water softeners and mm-hmm. where you could hook up to your house, and you didn't drink it, but it was okay to shower and. You know, mom didn't like to wash clothes that much in it. Right, but, yeah. But, you know, but it was, you know, so it wasn't the best water. Ever. But, you know, in Sheridan, Wyoming, and I think Steve maybe anecdotally can talk about this. We have great water here. Absolutely, yes. We yeah. have super water mm-hmm. compared to other parts of the world. Yeah. And, and, I, and other parts of the state. And I would agree with you. You know, it's one of those situations that we, we really take that kind of stuff for granted. And when you travel to other parts of the world, especially if you ever end up going to like a third world or a second world nation, um, you suddenly realize how good we have it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it makes you really appreciate things. Uh, I can remember driving through a particular uh, country and, and, and looking out to this family who were just a bunch of farmers out in the middle of a desert. And it, it's a high mountain desert right. over there. Right, yep. But as we were driving past, I thought, you know, if a fire started in their house or if they needed police, there's nobody coming. There's nobody. Your neighbors, if you're lucky. And and it was just this terrifying but harsh reality that hit me really fast about how good we have it in this mm-hmm. nation. Well, our, you know, Floyd, you and I had this conversation too about how spoiled really as Americans we are. How You've seen the ads on TV – if you don't donate nineteen ninety nine a month, right? We yeah. can go dig wells yep. in Africa for these people. Yep. And those are wells that are just muddy water coming out of the ground. Right. Yeah. But it's better than what they have. But it but it's either that or they have nothing or they have diseased water. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and so and we so we I think a lot of times we do take it for granted. Oh yeah, we're gonna have water. It's fine. Well, even in Europe. I mean, we cross-trained with uh, some German engineers, and so we went to Munich, and I I loved, I still, to this day, love and appreciate my mechanics that were out of Evanston. Those guys, I used to call them my redneck boys. (laughs) I loved them. And uh, those guys could fix anything, and, and they would fix it in the heat of combat. Those guys were great. I loved every single one of them. And over there, they, you know, we're dying of thirst because <laughs> all they have is sparkling water. <laughs> and, yeah. and if you are not used to sparkling water, uh, the best way to describe this, somebody told me, is it's like drinking static. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. I'm sorry. If, if you're a sparkling water fan, more power to you, but I just, I couldn't do it. I, you know, so I'll never forget my first sergeant, who was also out of Evanston. He was a police officer down there. He turned to the German command sergeant major, and he's like, "Can we just get some water? <laughs> it's just, just some regular like, water." <laughs> and and it was, you know, 
translation was really difficult over there. So <laughs> the sergeant major just hands him this bottle of sparkling water. Like, yeah, it's everywhere. Here you, here you go. Everywhere you turn. What are you complaining about? stuff's all over the place. <laughs> but we were dying. You know? and, and I'm like, no, 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 no. No bubbles. No bubble water. And, yeah. uh, and we took a hike up uh, the Alps. We went up there, and <laughs> some of those Evanston boys found a spring, and man, they hit it, and they started drinking right from that spring, and you should have seen the German army flip out. They went crazy, Speak, you know, screaming about illness and bugs, right? and, and we're like, look, these are mountain boys. Don't You don't have to worry about them. Yeah, they're, they're, I was going to say their immune system's fine. Yeah, they're going to handle I'll, I'll never forget the first time it was like uh, I was a teenager. What's this big thing about Perrier? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Perrier is... Yeah. Awful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an acquired taste, maybe. Uh, it's you know if you you know, but isn't it funny we can laugh about it, but man. but yeah, you can't drink the water out of the tap in Germany. This is Germany. Yeah, and right. You, yeah. And you would and we would think Germany would be a modern country, it, mm-hmm. and it absolutely is. And, and it is. think about some of the technology, engineering sure. coming out of there. These guys are at the forefront, but they don't practice that idea of drinking water. Out of a tap. That's well, Steve, not what it's for. Steve Tab Barker, yeah. for years, has been building schools and yeah. digging wells Project in South America. Yep. was Project Schoolhouse. Yep. Yeah. Digging well in South America for these little villages that can't get water unless they walk five miles oh, carrying God. buckets. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah, having having easy access to good water is a mm-hmm. game changer. It really yeah. is. And it's something that I think we all take, uh, you know... For granted, yeah. a lot, yeah. you know, and being able to get back to the house, jump into the shower. Uh, you know, my wife loves our dogs, and I do too. But uh, she she bathes them all the time, <laughs> right? all the time. Well, they're because they're your children. Yeah, yeah, they're those are her babies mm-hmm. exactly. And uh, but you know, being able to just do that is so alien to yeah. so many people in this world that I think it would be good for all of us. To go turn on the tap, get a good drink of cold water, <laughs> well, clean, and really appreciate it. Well, Thank everybody involved. Bit, and conserve a little bit. Yeah, you bet. You know what I mean? Water, watering your yard. Yes. Um, yeah. Lawns take a lot of water. Lawns take a, yeah. a tremendous amount of water. You know, my neighbors have beautiful yards. We do not. Yeah. They have sprinkler systems. We don't. You know, and it's... You know, you get into one of these hot summers, and you're like, you know, when do we let it go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I. this is uh, something about me. I love grass. I love to, to pluck a handful of it, and I'll rub it between my hands and smell it. It was mm-hmm. one of the first things I did when I got home from Iraq, is smell the grass. Mm-hmm. When I was in there's, Iraq. Well, there's no grass. <laughs> there's, right, yeah. There isn't. Yeah. It'd blow your mind, but sand. there's not. Yeah. There's lots of sand. A lot of dirt, a lot of dust. Yeah. So uh, when I was in Iraq, uh, my wife at the time, she sent me this little kit where you can grow your own little mini lawn. (laughs) And uh, so I did. I I grew it when I was over there. But uh, even though I absolutely love lawns, uh, I love, you know, taking a bare piece of earth and turning it into something pretty. Mm -hmm. The practice of lawns, uh, from what I've read, is a French practice. The royalty had these huge palaces with all this land 
and they no longer needed gardens. They no longer needed, uh, you know, areas for for animals or stock to roam. So they thought, well, what are we going to do with this? Well, we'll just plant this grass stuff everywhere <laughs> we can. You know, because there's always been gardens. Yeah. But there hasn't always been lawns. Mm-hmm. And so a big movement going across the United States, people are tearing up their lawns and they're planting gardens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at first I was like, oh, come on. Right. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, people in these cities. But then I really sat down, thought about the idea. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. You know, lawns, uh, uh, pretty grass, it's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a necessity. And by heck, if you can throw some corn, some broccoli, whatever you want out there to help supplement your meal, a healthier meal for your family, do it. Do it. I would love to drive down a residential street and just garden, you know, garden, mm-hmm. garden, 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 just as a vegetable garden as far as you can see. And you got to have a high fence to keep the deer out of it. You bet. Yeah. And you know what? Every once in a while, everyone should appreciate that one old lady in their neighborhood who's got all those flowers. Yeah. She's the one who brings in the bees that are necessary for everything to happen. And my grandma was one of them. She mm-hmm. she had a big uh, vegetable garden in the back, and there were flowers everywhere mm-hmm. uh, up front. And without water, nothing happens. Exactly. Yeah. None yeah. of that. No flowers, yep. no bees, no None grass. Yep. No nothing. You zero-scape everything. Bring a load of gravel in, gravel in your front yard. And we've I've had... always wanted to just astroturf my front yard. All <laughs> right. With a Wyoming logo. With a Wyoming logo, it would be a football. We'd have the lines drawn. Yeah. We'd have the Wyoming Cowboy logo and the Sheridan Bronc logo in the middle. Oh, that's awesome. Grass. Yeah. I'd have green grass in the wintertime. People no would be mowing. taking photos of oh, your yeah. front. I know they would. You could change it out with different colors seasonally even. Yeah, and then you have your own putting green going on top of the year. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. You're, I mean, problem solved. You're making a paradise Look, I'm now. a problem solver, guys. You'd probably save money in the long run, too, because think of all the maintenance for, you know, no mowing and, and absolutely. watering. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just go out and uh, maybe spray it down. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, uh, spill the beer. Well, spray it off of there. That's right. Hose it off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to be right back with Jackson Electric Open Lines right here on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it in. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, experience, and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems, residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it. 1851 North Main and Sheridan. The Y.O. Theater opens Winter Rodeo Weekend this evening when local favorites, the two tracks, take the stage at 7.30 with openers J.T. and Elizabeth Kraft. Can it be any from their home in the postcard town of Sheridan, the band stirs western roots and wilderness philosophy into songs of connection. The 
two tracks with openers JT and Elizabeth Kraft tonight at the Y.O. Theater. Tickets available at the box office or online at yotheater.com. Is your car ready for Wyoming winter weather? Not sure? Well, then take it to Midas Tire and Auto for a free 32-point inspection that focuses on winter needs like a battery, belts, hoses, antifreeze, and tires. If something needs to be repaired, Midas will give you a quote, no obligation. And save at Midas with a $100 mail-in rebate on four tires with the Midas credit card. Some conditions apply. The folks at Midas can fill you in on the details. Avoid costly repairs this winter with Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Have you been to Frackleton's for Sunday brunch? Well, if you join us for brunch, you might try the popular Dr. Frackleton's. Two eggs cooked to order, applewood smoked bacon, link sausage or turkey sausage patties, served with house-made potatoes, buttermilk biscuit, and fresh fruit. Frackleton's brunch every Sunday from 10 to 2. You can be sure you'll not only have the most quality Sunday brunch possible, but every time that you dine with us. Frackleton's, Main Street, downtown Sheridan. If you have a pet, you know they have your heart, which means every day is Palentine's Day. Show us your Palentine. Enter a photo of your pet or you and your pet in the Happy Palentine's Day photo contest presented by Baumgars in Buffalo. You can enter one time each day through February 24th, and winner is selected by most votes. Winner gets a $200 gift certificate to Baumgars. Enter now at SheridanMedia.com. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting here with my friend Steve Sisson. Trevor Jackson, we're your open line guys. Give us a ring, 674-4443-672-5763. This morning we were talking about water. If you've got something about water that you'd like to talk about, go ahead and give us a call. Just uh, quickly want to say that I'm, I'm less concerned now than I was a week ago. Yeah, um, me too. Watching our transmitter site up on top of Redgrade, there was you could still see grass up there this time last week. Um, patches of it. And we got the pretty good snow here just a few days ago, and uh, we got another eight inches, maybe even close to a foot up there. So wow, it's wow. looking a lot better now there than it was last week, but still not you know high as I'd like to see it. Well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you what. I am definitely going to keep a better eye on the month of March. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't even think about that until... I found that information this yeah. morning where I was like, holy cow, we haven't even hit it yet. <laughs> right. But yeah, things uh, could still turn around. Things could yeah. still turn around. And uh, my fingers are crossed, and I know there's a lot of crossed fingers out there. All right. House Bill 0100 has been at the center of the discussion of the 66th Wyoming legislature as they work to redistrict your state. Concerns regarding the 6231 redistricting map that would affect both Sheridan and Johnson counties by putting Arveda and Claremont into a Campbell County district can be put to ease by an amendment made by House Representative Barry Crago. Now, our other representatives backed him up on this. I'm sure they helped uh, make this amendment. Uh, you know, uh, Representative Cyrus Western, Representative Mark Kinner. Uh, I, I, Jennings probably backed him up as well. I, I just didn't see his name on the bill or on the amendment. Mm-hmm. So the amendment to House Bill 0100 placed the communities of Story, Arveda, and Claremont within House District 40, as well as retaining the southern section of Johnson County, which includes the town of KC. Mm-hmm. 
they were going to give that to someone else. Now, uh, folks, I don't know if you are watching this happen, uh, but the debate around this bill um, is probably about as heated as as I've ever seen uh, in in our legislature, mm-hmm. um, and 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 rightfully so. You know, I, like I told uh, the Sheridan County Commissioners yesterday, this is a good example of why we argue, why we should be arguing. Uh, individuals are going to bat for the people that they represent. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, a lot of people might look at this and say, oh, it's, can't believe that they're arguing over it. But the fact of the matter is this is this is good government. Uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. <clears throat> these people are really, really working to make sure that you are properly represented. And uh, when I when I learned about uh, Representative Crago's amendment and, uh, you know, the work being done by Kinner and Western Jennings down there, it was it was great to see uh, that our our guys actually really pulled it together and managed to get that amendment passed, because I can tell you. From watching this debate for quite a while yesterday, uh, not all the amendments are passing, folks. And right. and you've got to think, this is a great big puzzle. And it's not just a puzzle. Each piece has a number. Right. So as you're trying to put this puzzle together, you have to average out these numbers as you put it together. And you move one line. And everything shifts, you know, everything across that board shifts. So this is a very difficult process. Uh, And, and, you know, County Commissioner Bill Novotny said it uh, to me, and then uh, Commissioner Nick Siddle said it to me uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. This is a moving target. This is something that is going to constantly change until we get it out there. Now, the bill has been read twice. Uh, the, the the debate of the bill is far from finished. Um, it'll receive its third reading today, and we'll yep. see what comes of it. But as of right now, as of the information I have right now, we're good, and and I'm I'm proud to say that uh, mm. our area, um, you know, all the way Arveda Claremont uh, is covered. Our representatives managed to get their amendment passed through no small amount of effort or work. <laughs> you know, because if 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 you want to challenge yourself, sit down and try to do this yourself. Oh yeah, right. And yeah. and the clerks up there have been putting I don't know how many days worth of of effort into the not even hours. This has been days. This has been weeks. Them trying to get this figured out. This is not an easy process. But goes in for third reading. And then, of course, after third reading, should it pass, it will move on to the Senate. And then uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Hopefully, redistricting will be done. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and my fingers are crossed for all of you throughout the state that representation is done properly. Uh, now, there are representatives within the state of Wyoming who drive to Two and a half hours mm-hmm. to go see the people that they represent. Mm-hmm. And to those individuals, I salute you. As long as you're making the effort to go out to these smaller communities and talk to the people that you represent, get an idea of the way that they live, get an idea of the things that they believe, you're doing you're doing your job. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, then you got to take all that and represent them correctly <laughs> down at the flag. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but step one in an important process. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So now uh, another bill that has actually moved out of committee that will be discussed is one that we have talked about on this show. So I am tracking it. Uh, on February 17th, House Bill 0017 passed out of the House Transportation, Highways, and Military Affairs Committee with a vote of 8 to 1. So there's the amount of support that this has. It's going to be brought to the floor today for first reading. This bill proposes protecting land surrounding our state veterans' home and our skilled nursing facility over in Buffalo, as well as other sites from mineral commercial development. Mm -hmm. We have had discussions about this. Um, and, you know, it's one of those situations where I guess you just don't think about it right. until it happens. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like uh, uh, Commissioner Novotny was talking about. They didn't know until, you know, they went in there to, to construct the skilled nursing facility. They found a big boulder, threw it in the back of a truck, and then we need to get this out of here. And someone showed up and said, that boulder's mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't even think about no, it. Yeah. No. No. Yep. But, uh, you know, that... And just so everyone knows, the individual who said, hey, that boulder's mine, was right. Mm -hmm. uh, he had every right to go out there. And he paid for it, <laughs> right. whoever it was. So uh, this bill will actually prevent that kind of stuff from happening. So the state lands that are around these uh, facilities and these sites will actually now only be leased for grazing. All right. Which, you know, we could still make money yep. off of yep. them. And... Uh, and, you know, it's not going to be a pounding, loud... Seems like a reasonable alternative. Yeah. I really... Yeah. 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 We've got to use it for something. All right. Throw some cows out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're always looking for that. All right. So, according to NBC News, in Ottawa, police began arresting protesters today. Mm -hmm. and this is a bid to break the three-week siege of Canada's capital by truckers angry over the country's COVID-19 restrictions. So I imagine this is like they're 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 angry at Canada's restrictions. Yeah, that's where it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it has kind of blossomed from there, and there's like these offshoots now of uh, other, you know, convoys. I don't even think you can call this a convoy anymore. I mean, they're not. No. It's not a convoy. No. It's a series of protests at strategic border locations. Um, but we, yeah, we talked about this uh, last week or maybe the week before that this was probably how things were going to go. We were going to start seeing people rounded up and, you know, arrests being made. They were going to find some uh, legal reason to, to get them out of there. Yeah, and, and, you know, I also said, and I'll continue to say, do you, you know, do you think it's hurting Trudeau? Do you think, you know, maybe politically, but is, is yeah. that, does that really matter? Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. No, to me, it doesn't. Because while you're trying to hurt somebody politically, you are hurting regular folks daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the number one complaint that I've seen about it is it, it, we already have supply chain issues and a lot of hardship there, and this is compounding that issue. And I get the idea, right? Like we put pressure on the little guy, the little mm -hmm. guy is going to put pressure on the big guy, and the big guy is going to make choices. Well, the choice that he made is to start arresting people. <laughs> right. So I don't know <laughs> if that's the outcome that we were looking for. Well, we we kind of knew that was coming, though. So I don't, I don't know if they really thought, you know, what is the end game here? What, yeah. what, what, what chance do you have of getting something changed? Other than, you know, you're making a, a statement, obviously, a very loud statement. But beyond that, what are we accomplishing? You know, it's kind of... 
like those sit-ins back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, we're we're sitting right here. We're going to stop traffic. Uh, we understand we're all getting arrested. We're all going to jail. <laughs> right. But, but we're going to uh, make a point. But we're going to yeah. make a point. Yeah. Um, and I would totally agree with that. And if, if that's how you want to peacefully protest, I would agree with that, too. Mm-hmm. My issue is you're not hurting CEOs of companies. You're not hurting Trudeau. You're not hurting these individuals who you're aiming to hurt. You're mm-hmm. hurting the little guy. Yeah. You're, you're hurting individuals who are trying to get their business going, but I can't get lumber to run my construction business. Mm-hmm. I can't get concrete to lay my foundation business. The little guys are the ones that are suffering. Your brothers and sisters in arms are the ones who are taking it in the gut. Uh, you know, because, sorry, but that CEO ain't going to give up that bonus <laughs> no. to make sure that, uh, you know, well, I'm going to give up uh, my $5 million yearly bonus to make sure that we keep on this workforce. No, I'm going to lay 90% of my people off. That way we remain in the black. The board will see it, and they'll allow me to walk out of here with my mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Not the little yep. guy. Yep. So. But uh, you were saying that you actually saw something on social media. Well, I just I was making an observation when we were off the air that if you followed this story just on social media, you have a very different impression of what was going on versus if you tried to look at other sources. Uh, first of all, we've talked about this before, where the social media posts are all over the place as far as how many trucks were involved in this. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere from like 10,000 to 250,000. And I think even the 10,000 was high. Um, and then... You got all the other you know posts of like they're showing video of convoys that weren't even part of this thing. There was like some Special Olympics parade a while back, like a year ago, and that was being misrepresented as part of this convoy and a bunch of other things. And then there was a post a week ago or maybe earlier this week that said the truckers have done it. They're easing the restrictions. But the thing was that those were set to expire anyway. They're just allowing them to expire. So what actually is being done? And then, of course, now we see the arrests happening. So obviously no one has caved. Right, right. So, I, I would say that uh, I would agree with you on this. So, you know, so what did we actually get out of this? National coverage? Yeah. Uh, you know, International, maybe. International coverage? Yeah. A whole lot of zip. That's what came out of this, in my opinion. P- good people suffering. That's a, In my opinion, that's what came out of this. So uh, pick and choose what protest you, you want to support. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm all for protests. I really am. If you want to make a statement, nonviolent protests is the way to do it. But I want, you know, I would like if individuals took a moment and really thought about the long game. Who am I hurting by by doing this? And I will say that, uh, you know, as protests go, this one was, I, I think, or is, uh, fairly well conducted. There were, right, right. I mean, you don't see any burning buildings. and Right. Know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, there were a few little incidents. There was a little QAnon element in there for a while. I saw a picture of a Confederate flag and then some, some Nazi symbolism and stuff, which seems to inevitably pop up. But it was a real small, tiny little piece of it, and it didn't carry on. It didn't grow from there. So I think as protests go, I mean, this one, I think they did what they set out to do. I mean, I guess they wanted to make a point and get get attention. And they didn't seem to really cause a whole lot of damage along the way. Yeah, yeah. And and there were, you know, you remember those big movements uh, supported by uh, Anonymous. You remember yes. Anonymous? Yes, absolutely. All right. Yeah. So they were trying to shut down Wall Street, uh, which, remind me, Steve, did they? I, I, th- I think they got into the stock market they, a little bit. They made a dent in it. I don't know if yeah. they shut it down. but yeah. And then there was a bunch of uh, protests throughout the country, if you don't remember the Guy Fox mask. Yes. <laughs> everywhere yeah. for yep. quite a while. Yep. 
Um, and it was tied into the V for Vendetta. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, you know, those protests uh, started with the best of, of intentions as well. Uh, but they get hijacked mm-hmm. by these extremists on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these these oh God, I can't remember the name of that movement. Uh, but it was, you know, it happened in like every major city. They were trying to get people to go and and sit and and basically just kind of be annoying, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. annoy businessmen. Occupy this, occupy. Yes, this. occupy. occupy. Yeah. Thank you, Trevor. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's it was exactly very annoying. what it was. Mm-hmm. But it was annoying. And it, but it, you know, it started out as a peaceful kind of sit-in protest, and then all of a sudden. Everyone started attaching their cause to it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it started getting national attention. So I'm going to go like a parasite and feed off of this. Yeah. And we see like the nationalists, the, the I, I guess for lack of a better term, the Confederates. Uh, <laughs> they all go up and do this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to attach my movement to this. And as soon as media gets a hold of that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put pictures of this swastika everywhere, oh, yeah, pictures of this yeah. Confederate flag everywhere. And then the meaning behind protests yeah. is gone. Mm-hmm. Well, here's my hilarity protest moment of Sheridan. Last Monday, the school, Sheridan County School District 2 board met. Mm-hmm. Now, Sheridan County was one of the first, I think Johnson County too, maybe even before school district, ended their mask mandate yeah. back in the fall. October. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think yep. Johnson County went first. I think Sheridan County was right after that. So mm-hmm. we're talking October. So how many months ago is that? Yeah. It's been a while. Quite yeah. a few. Yeah. So in in I understand why parents were going to school board meetings all over the country and they didn't like these mask mandates for their kids and stuff, and that's fine and dandy. But Monday you had some people show up and the police had to be called that were anti maskers about kids in school. I'm like, wait, we haven't had a mask mandate in school district two since October. Yeah. What are you doing at the meeting? That's a good what point. What are you yeah. doing? What? At what that were point, they doing? I'm like, you know what? It's over and done with. It's over. It's not coming back. What are you doing? Were are they you, seeking attention? Or are you just being, they, for lack of a better term, term stupid? <laughs> do they have nothing better to do? They found a cause. And it wasn't and... a whole bunch of people. It was a handful of that. Hmm. And I'm thinking, and I'm looking at, these school district people going, what? I can see that there may be some concern, like if if they want to prevent this thing from happening again, that they might have a fight to still fight. Yeah. But I don't think showing up in a meeting is really where you're going to fight that battle. Well, no. not now. That's I mean the, the haze in the barn, the horses out of the barn, whatever you want to call it. But you the know, 60s I, ended. When I talked yeah. with uh, <laughs> you know Don Julian's our activities director, and he's part of the leadership team at Sheridan High School, and we were talking about this. He said, you know, two years ago. If we would have known then what we know now, yeah, there might have been masks. We probably wouldn't canceled school. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have canceled activities. Mm-hmm. But at the time, the information we got was everybody's going to die. Mm-hmm. It's going to be we're going to have thousands and millions of people are going to be dropping dead. So leadership at the schools and wherever else reacted to that information. Mm-hmm. Now today we know. Probably jump the gun. Probably. Yeah, a little overreaction probably. Way over yep. it. But at yep. the time, didn't know that. Right. And you got to look at the other side of the equation. Like if it ended up being worse than they thought and they didn't do anything, then what are the ramifications of that? Well, see, and I was just going to say, what if 
canceling some of these activities, keeping kids out of school for a little while. What if that did help prevent it all? And you, and we, what if you it know, actually and did we don't work? Know, in, and we flight, don't know it. We don't know that for sure, do no, we? No, we don't. Yeah, you don't. No, and no and I don't think yeah. we ever. I don't know if we ever actually will know that definitively. Yeah, I don't right. think so either. But I'm just like, you know what? The mask mandate's over. Yeah. Stand down. Yeah. <laughs> Find another cause. Yep. Or take a chill pill. Calm down. It's over. It's been over for months. Some people, uh, you know, let it go. That the hey, they're doing the play Frozen. <laughs> let it go there's the song let it go my niece who's like in the second grade let it go <laughs> she knows Just it well right let yeah. it go well i think what we've kind of seen is we, we've seen things kind of swing back and forth and we're kind of finding the more appropriate middle ground as to how to deal with this pandemic now yeah, yeah. you know initially you don't know what you're dealing with so you err on the side of caution okay just get everybody out of school for a while let's see what happens and now we realize well yeah, it probably wasn't necessary um, but you can go back the other way, and then you start seeing case numbers go up high again. Deaths start yeah, to increase. Spike, and, so yeah. you got to find, you got to swing back a little bit and find, okay, what's what's a reasonable way to deal with this? What do you know? And we had to deal with the leadership telling us what was going on. Yeah, and and, so and we politics on both sides just and then, louder and, than anything. And like Absolutely. You said, then it became a political thing, and mm-hmm. and, and then the, the whole thing went to hell. The hard part is, okay, as a journalist, the best information I can give you comes from the scientists and the doctors at the CDC. Whether you agree with that or not doesn't matter. That is the best information I can give you. These people are dealing with it every single day. and They are at the forefront of treatments. They are at the forefront of medications. They're doing everything they can. It is their job to do so. They've been trained to do so. You wouldn't walk up to a lawyer and tell him, you know nothing about law. Yeah, because I watched a YouTube video about it. That's insane. Yeah. But at the same time, we, the, the people expect these people to have all the answers, and they don't. Of course they don't. Yeah, I mean, this is unprecedented. Yeah. I mean, they, they're they doing the best they could, too. Absolutely. Because, look, this is out of the box for mm-hmm. everyone. I think the only people making it political is us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's us. <laughs> yeah. All right, I've got a caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Yes, gentlemen. Like what I wanted to speak on this morning, you've been pretty much rolling around here. Um, if people are aware, there is a new publication out there. It's a book. It's called The Real Anthony Fauci, written by Robert F. Kennedy, Jr., and Mr. Kennedy is an attorney. What is – I'm not going to go into the, the book. I would urge people, if they want a different look at this, to look at The Real Anthony Fauci, Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. But he is saying in here, and this is correct – this is well footnoted, well researched. It's not a opinion piece. Dr. Fauci is the highest paid bureaucrat in America. His salary is, I think, something like 415450 a year, something like that. He is a 50-year bureaucrat. He controls, he controls billions in research money. And what is being suggested is that Big Pharma it's an industry. It advertises on certain media platforms heavily, and I've, we've all seen this. If you watch, for example, CNN, there was one ad after another ad after another ad for pharmaceutical products, all with the caveat, take it. If it ruins your kidneys, we've told you you can't sue us. But at any rate, what is being suggested here is it was an overreaction because trust the experts, the lockdowns, the vaccination um, mandates, the mask mandates, certain 
states, California and New York are good examples of willing to lock down society and what it has now led to in part were the supply chain uh, uh, failures, inflation. It, it, it may have been because we trusted the experts and what has been clearly pointed out more than once is it kept changing all the time. And anybody who followed this beginning when you saw, for example, uh, Mr. Fauci and even President Trump standing there doing the constant COVID uptake daily, you saw uh, the mayor of New York, Mr. Co or the governor, Mr. Cuomo, talking, talking, talking. And so going back, the response to it was a bit of an overkill, and I guess the United States has had more deaths from COVID than any other country. Now, this happened in other places. Lockdowns in Australia, lockdowns in Canada, I mean, you know, in Great Britain. And then there's been quite a bit of discussion about the hypocrisies that we saw from political leaders in these countries, California, uh, Great Britain here recently. They think that our ability to look at the CDC and say, them boys got it right. They're right on top of this. They're our experts. Fauci is our nation's doctor. But what is being um, highlighted in the book, the real Anthony Fauci, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is it was, uh, it was an overreaction. The majority of deaths with covid had to do with people who had comorbidity and in that group with comorbidity. And then it became convenient to keep everybody at home on their couch and remotely working. <laughs> How is that convenient? First off, first off How the, is that what's, convenient? what's the end game to lock everybody up? And millions, Makes no sense. Look, millions died, and there are a lot of people in Sheridan County that are mourning loved ones that have died. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. And there's a few people that I knew personally that died. We're and close to a million here in the U.S. So the fact yeah, is, yes, yeah, information, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to get into the conspiracy thing about, but why would they want to lock up a whole country? But the fact is, still, millions of people did die. Yes, mm -hmm. they did. And I don't give a damn about COVID, morbidity, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they still died. And I don't care if you died of that or whatever it was. You still have families and loved ones that died. And here's what I want to know. What did you expect Fauci to do? What Save did you world? expect the CDC to do? Exactly. What did you expect out of this? I mean, this was, this is a once-in-a-lifetime millennial thing. And this is what people do. You come out, you Money. try to help people, you say something, and then all of a sudden someone doesn't like how you're helping people. So I'm going to dig into your personal life. I'm going to dig into your finances. I'm going to dig into every single thing that you have ever done in your entire life, and I'm going to show it to the world. Guys, it's, it's a cliché. But it's Monday morning quarterbacking. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, yep. it really yep. is because, you know, I mean, hey, that's just the way it is. Yep. I don't know. All we right. are where we are. Let's move on. Let's. The, yep, we are where we are. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high-efficiency LED lighting or fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. You have a new option here in Sheridan, Tia Jaffe and American Liberty Mortgage. Tia and her team offer years of personalized expert service with a variety of home loan options. So whether you're purchasing or refinancing, they have something for every stage of your life. At American Liberty Mortgage, their job is to make your dream a reality. Give Tia Jaffe a call today, 307-214-8369, NMLS number 636-438. Visit her online at yoloans.com. Are you wondering what your business is worth, or have you considered buying or selling a business? Contact me, Alicia Cox, Certified Valuation Professional, at Harker Mellinger to discuss how a business valuation can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Parker Mellinger, located at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. Here's what people are saying about wrap plumbing and heating in Sheridan. Very professional, friendly, and fast. Wrap plumbing and heating did a great job within our budget. We appreciated their fast callback time, and they left no mess behind. Thank you, Rap Plumbing and Heating, for your service, and I want to say that we're proud to recommend you to others. This is Dan Rapp of Rap Plumbing and Heating. My crew and I work hard to exceed your expectations on all your plumbing needs. We pride ourselves on top quality workmanship and thank all of our customers for their recommendations. I like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. That's right. You heard it here. If you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Need a plumber? Call Rap Plumbing and Heating. They'll get back to you, give you a free estimate, and have it done as quickly as possible. Wrap Plumbing and Heating, 752-1844. Good morning, and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting, here with my friends Steve Sisson and Trevor Jackson. We've got a caller. I have about one minute, caller, so you got to be quick. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Lines. Well, uh, in relation to the previous caller, that book by Kennedy I think is excellent. And and the reason I do is that it opens your eyes to what's going on at the federal level, and that is the bureaucracy that's there that won't allow even the discussion of alternative things. And I'm not even going to mention what they are at this point because they might have interfered with the emergency use authorization of getting those vaccines in place before they were properly tested. And and so what that has done is just allowed the pharmaceutical industry to run wild in terms of profitability at our expense. And Kennedy points that out in that book. And I, and I think it's worth other individuals looking at it without just denouncing it as a, as kind of a, what are you going to do? We're going to batmouth Fauci, uh, I, I, this is my point, is that it wasn't well run. It was a just bang your head against the wall kind of a reaction and see where it goes. And you mentioned it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. No, it's probably going to happen over and over and over. Thank you. 
All right, and thank you. This has been the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Plug into Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric, and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Mossholders President's Day Sale is going on now. Every item at Mossholders is on sale through this Monday. Save on all furniture for your living room, dining room, bedroom, and more. Save on all certain mattresses, too. If you're looking for real leather furniture, Mossholders is offering even larger savings on every piece of top-grain leather throughout the store. Mossholders showroom is packed with inventory, so you can take home your new furniture today. Mossholders President's Day Sale, going on now. Mossholders, furniture is our passion. When it's time to restock your office supplies, let the Sheridan Commercial Company help. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Office Supply Department. We have a selection of office supplies in the store for your needs today. But a huge selection of office supplies is in our new office supply website, SheridanCommercial.com. We have thousands of office supplies that you can order online and have delivered to your office or to our store. If it's time to restock and review the office supplies, stop on by the Sheridan Commercial Company or go online at SheridanCommercial.com. Considering a mortgage loan? You have a new option here in Sheridan. Tia Jaffe and American Liberty Mortgage. Tia and her team offer years of personalized expert service with a variety of home loan options. So whether you're purchasing or refinancing, they have something for every stage of your life. At American Liberty Mortgage, their job is to make your dream a reality. Give Tia Jaffe a call today, 307-214-8369, NMLS number 636-438. Visit her online at yoloans.com. You bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. From Jill Bates and the Best Team Studio, News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. KROE.